From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The, is it morning yet, deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Get any sized iced coffee for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And sweeten the deal when you pair it with a baked apple or pumpkin and creme pie. After all, why wait to treat yourself? Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Adventures in the Spirit. I'm so excited to be uh, running around, doing the work of the Lord, seeing Him move in signs and wonders and power. Guys, I want to encourage you to check out our podcast, my podcast, Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky on the Charisma Podcast Network, but also Craig and Colette Toach's podcast, Next Gen Prophets. They're my guests right now, and we just decided to go live, so we're just going for it. If there's any technological issues, I apologize in advance. My cable somehow got clipped outside. It's in the middle of the street. My kids blocked it off, uh, but we're running with this, guys, so I thank you so much for joining in. Craig and Colette, thank you so much for being on Adventures in the Spirit. We're so glad to be here, and I mean, I'm ready for a party in the spirit. I just feel such an anticipation Mm -hmm. at the moment. The Lord has arranged this meeting, Mm -hmm. even though we've all been on very different journeys over the last year. I feel the Lord's arranged this meeting and I just feel the electricity in the spirit. I know God's going to do something. Oh yeah. Like there's always the the discussion before the conversation. And (laughs) as we were praying, seriously, I felt a wave of the Holy Spirit. So let's just jump in with what the Holy Spirit is currently doing in your lives. Would you mind letting us know what you're seeing him do through you? Actually, what we're really experiencing, I mean, if you're just talking right now, because, you know, when you're walking with the Lord, you know, every day is a new adventure. Mm -hmm. And so in this exact moment, what God's reviving in us at the moment is the hunger for worship. We've really, I mean, all of us are worshipers and I think prophets naturally are worshipers, whether you can sing or play an instrument, it doesn't matter. You get lost in worship. It's our happy place. But, you know, God really had us for a long season producing resources, doing a lot of teaching. But just lately, it's Mm -hmm. like this deep hunger to worship, to get in his presence, to experience him in this way has really started to revive in our ministry quite strongly, actually. You know, this is the thing, as we've been talking, the Lord showed me this vision of a riverbed. And, you know, A riverbed has so much potential, but the whole point of the riverbed is to have water in it. So what use is a dry riverbed? It's not useful for anything. I mean, maybe if you want to walk down 
a riverbed, it makes it easier to walk through the bush. But the whole point is it should be filled with water. And through that, it influences so much around it. It waters trees. It causes growth in everything it does. And that's the problem with us sometimes. We get so caught up in doing things. We allow the water, water, this riverbed of ours to dry up. And it's like, no, we need to get that water back in there and keep it filled so that we can keep the goodness going. Amen. You know, and that's really where I feel it's at right now. I love it. That, that's exciting. And then uh, you guys have a prophetic ministry. You've been equipping and empowering people for many years. As I mentioned to you before this conversation, uh, I've been aware of your ministry off and on over the years, depending on where the Holy Spirit's been taking me and the priorities. But you guys have been equipping prophetic people, prophets for many years. If there's someone out there watching right now or listening into this, they're curious as to if they're prophetic or not, what would you like to let them know? I would actually ask them a question. Mm -hmm. All of us prophets have this one thing in common. And I would ask them, if there was anything that you could do for the Lord, you know, take away all your restrictions, take away the financial restrictions, take away the borders of your own existence and experience. If you could do anything, what would it do? What would you do? And someone who has a heart as a prophet, will say these things. I want to heal the brokenhearted. I want to see justice for those who have been torn down. I want people to know Jesus in the intimate mm -hmm. way. I want to pick up the people from the pit. I want to walk into a church and find that one guy that nobody sees, and I want to see him. That is the heart of the prophet. Because being a prophet is not about your gifts. It's about the heart that the gifts are expressed through. That's what identifies you. That's so good. So good. Craig, do you have anything to add on that? Just, I, I love what she said because, you know, I'm going to just quickly share a little bit about me. When I got saved, I mean, I, didn't, I wasn't born a Christian and all that. <laughs> I, I actually came to know the Christian because of this lovely lady sitting right here. She, she sucker punched me by taking me to her house and finding out that her father was a preacher and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, short period, I actually got saved. And on the night I got saved, I was told I had a prophetic call. Now, I'm sorry, I'm a headbanger, um, all that kind of in that realm. And I'm give my heart to Jesus and all of a sudden told that I have a prophetic call on my life. So you can imagine how qualified I was, you know, almost feels like the early believers that were born, you know, they were, were just barely born. And then the whole church was given to them and they need to run it. So that's kind of how I felt. And that's the point is when you have the heart of a prophet, when the calling is on your life, no matter how your maturity is, how, how young or old you are in the Lord, the heart of the prophet is what solidifies you as a prophet and then the thing is as you mature it's like you become good in what you do mm. you know the heart is the starting point that you you start this call in and it's then your duty to mature and to learn how to be the best prophet you can be for the lord and continue in what you started in and i think if you just keep that in mind no matter your maturity there's always a next level there's always a goal to reach because that's the thing about the spirit. It never ends. I mean, it's just continuous and it's exciting, you know? I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. I was wondering, what about the price? I mean, I know that we can't compare our lives to someone else's life or their process because we're all in a process. We're in God's will. And we all have a process to walk through where we're refined, where we grow, we mature, as, as Craig had mentioned. Uh, but what is the price for the prophetic? This is something where 
I think that we have not talked about it as much as we should. I've heard some people talk about it, but what is the price that you see a lot of prophets from a prophetic ministry into the office of prophet? What do they go through? <laughs> Can I say death to the flesh, stripping? <laughs> we have this uh, term in our uh, ministry called die already. Yeah. The prophet's going through and they're being all full of flesh. I'm like, it's time to die already. Let's do the dance, prophets, one hand up, the other hand up. You're on the cross. Let it go. Let it go. You know, when you are spokesman for the Lord, yeah. the greatest danger in being a prophet is not getting into deception because that's obvious. It's obvious. When you are in outright deception, it's obvious. Mm -hmm. The greatest danger is when you blend the word of God with your own preconceived ideas. And so the greatest price that every prophet goes through and, and experiences is the stripping of them your idea your doctrine your opinion your likes your strengths your weaknesses none of that can cloud the word of god so god will take the prophet through a time of separation where he will pull him apart he'll yank you out of your church he'll yank you out of your job he'll yank you out of your family he'll take you out of your comfort zone so that you are uncomfortable why so that you can get rid of some of those preconceived ideas so that when the word of god does come up out of your spirit because of course we hear god from our spirits but we need to express them and when that expression gets muddled you're you're blending you're doing something worse than getting in deception you are contaminating the word of god and so the price that we pay is less of us less of what you want less of your will less of what you feel so that you really can give the pure word of God. Mm -hmm. Amen. That is so very good. So very good. We do need to die to ourselves. I think sometimes we don't see, we don't, sometimes we don't consider that. But I know for me, if I'm going into the secret place and God's holiness is being exposed, I'm being <laughs> exposed. He's working on my heart. And as both of you had mentioned earlier about the heart of the prophet, I know that the prophetic ministry is to equip. The fivefold ministry offices are to equip the saints. Ephesians chapter four, verses 11 through 13. How did God lead you guys to start equipping? I think, I'm not sure the count, but I would say tens of thousands of people into prophetic ministry. Oh my goodness. Mm. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's, he, he started but with us. He, he started, started with us. Oh my We goodness. had to become the message. How do we make this a bottom line? You see, have you got another hour there? <laughs> yes, we became our message. Yeah. Um, Craig and I were in South Africa. Craig lost his job. We had to move in with his parents. At that time, mm. I had two little toddlers. Yep. And uh, now we've got to survive. We've got to survive. And that's where I learned to pray. Mm -hmm. That's when I learned intercession on my face before God mm -hmm. with a baby that screamed 24 seven for the first year of her life, needing to find diapers. Yeah, it's very spiritual, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. we qualify to teach the prophets because I spend every hour of my day on my face before God. But you know, that's when, like Craig said, I grew in the prophetic that's when i started flowing in the gifts that's when i started experiencing revelation that's where i came face to face with jesus i experienced him for myself in the deepest depths and then um god opened the door for us to come over to mexico actually mm -hmm. and that's where we started our ministry in mexico with an online mailing list in the middle of nowhere with no church no ministry in a country that doesn't speak english mostly and again, struggling for finances. Our, our sponsor cut us short and we didn't have any money, nothing. 
We've got now three families at that stage. We're in a country where we couldn't work on our visa. We've got a mailing list. And what are you going to do? You don't speak the language. Well, what you do is you pick up your guitar and you worship for five to seven hours a day. So good. What you do is you get on your face before God. We didn't know what prophets were. Yeah. We're talking 98, 99 years. We didn't know that that's what yeah. we were being. No. That's what we yeah. were doing. But so that's what we did. We literally worshiped. And then when we got so sick of singing the same songs again and again, we started singing in the spirit. And then we started writing our own songs. And then we started prophesying. And we just spent hours, just us, no church, no platform, on our face before God. And we experienced the realm of the spirit. We experienced God in a way that none of us anticipated. And then we started seeing the patterns as God started bringing others to us who also had a prophetic call. They were like, we also experienced that. Yeah. And so we started putting the patterns together. I think it's just, yeah, it's like you, we had to come to the place where we were no more that Jesus could increase. You know, I was just reading just yesterday, and I, you know, we go over the scriptures and I was reading the Beatitudes again. And, you know, you go through it and blessed are the meek and you carry on there. But verse eight just hit me in such a beautiful way because it relates so beautifully to what we are talking about today. And it says there, those that are pure of heart will see God. And that's the thing that as a prophet, you need to get rid of all the veils of all the nonsense in your life so that you can be pure of heart so that you can see God. Because guys, if we are prophets and we are speaking for God, I mean, we're the second highest in the fivefold. I mean, apostle, prophet. We're, that means we're high-ranking officials, which means that there is a lot riding on our shoulders that we need to be able to stand in that office and be able to represent the Lord. And if we're speaking for him, well, then we better know him. We better see God face to face so that when we speak, we're speaking what God is calling us to be. And so, yeah, the process that we went through is, yeah, quite harsh. And I think what I want to... I really feel to say to you, to those out there is this, guys, the price, how much you are prepared to pay is how far you will go. Mm. Do you want to be a sons of the prophet that just kind of does the little prophecies and intercession and, and all that? Well, then, you know what? You're not going to be asked to pay a big price. But if you are wanting to be the Elijah, the Elisha, and those that really stand and help nations and help the move of God to come forth in this earth, well, then expect to pay a high price because you are going to need to be so close to God that when he speaks, even when it goes against what you feel, or what you think, you know what? You should be prepared to stand and speak for him because mm -hmm. there's a purpose and you are the spokesman that is going to make that happen in the earth. Oh man, that's so good. Thank you so very much. Do you want to grow in your relationship with the Holy Spirit? Do you want to commune with the wonderful Holy Spirit like never before? Your adventure with Him will grow tremendously as you go through our Fellowship with the Holy Spirit e-course. You can study the course at your own pace, on your time. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit will help you know the Holy Spirit more and encounter Him every day. You'll learn His names, His character, His fruit, His personality, and more. Go to FirebornMinistries.com to purchase this life-changing program and start connecting with Him today. Now, here's a question that um, I've only seen asked probably one time before was, how do you prophesy before kings, prime ministers, dignitaries, 
what does that take? I mean, that's a whole nother level. That's the, that's the fivefold profit that God opens the doors because I know when we are called into something, the conversation naturally comes up mm-hmm. where your gift opens the door. That's biblical. Mm-hmm. So as people grow, they do need to be, be prepared to prophesy before board, board leaders, chairmen of the board, you know, and it's a process, maybe even mayors of cities and then prime ministers and presidents. What is that? How do you approach that if you're called to prophesy to a president? You know, we need to recognize what prophecy is. What is prophecy? Is it not speaking on behalf of God? Is it not telling someone the word of God? You know, prophecy and being a prophet is actually very organic. I think sometimes we put on so much of a show and dance that we've got to thus say, I've got to put on my prophetic voice in the name uh, of Jesus. Come on, come on. Can, can we just get real? You know, yes. some of the most profound prophetic words I've given at the spa, wearing nothing but a towel. I'm just being real with you because I was. it was my chill out day, people. <laughs> it was my chill out day. It was me time. It, it was. And then you end up, you know, meeting someone and God just wants you to have that conversation. And I'm like, legit, right now, I got to have this conversation. And isn't that what it is? It's a conversation and you just happen to be the voice of God. Wow. So say when, that again, Colette, say that again. That was so good. Prophecy to kings and queens is just a conversation. You just happen to be the voice of God. Now, when you approach prophecy as a, as a very organic conversation, mm-hmm. you become very approachable. Can we just have a little bit of a better reputation than the prophetic? Can mm-hmm. I be honest with you? Yes. Can we just be real with God's people? And Amen. can we represent our king? Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus could chat to tax collectors and Pharisees in one breath. He could talk to prostitutes mm-hmm. and Nicodemus in another and have mm-hmm. a conversation. Mm-hmm. He didn't need to get all high and mighty. If God is going to put you before kings, and he has, you know, you get in an airplane and God just puts the right person next to you. You happen to go to a store. You, this happens to us all the time. God will position you. And, you know, sometimes I don't even need to say, thus saith the Lord. Right. Sometimes God will just, we'll just be speaking. And the Lord will start giving me a word. Now, God, you know, I know that you've had a hard time. And I know that what you've experienced has really put you in a place where you need to make a decision. But I need you to know that there's a new door in front of you that God's about to open and that he's going to open for you. And when it does open, you need to walk through it and you need to make the right decision. Amen. I just prophesy, but it doesn't have, it just could be a conversation. And if you approach people like that, something very exciting is going to happen. And this is what we're not doing enough in the prophetic. You make a connection with the person. Yes. Yes. You don't just, Dump your prophetic word like a bunch of cold water and then run. Now, that is something actually my husband told me, you know, how to be a real person and have a personality. He's a nice guy, you know. I would just dump that word. And he would be like, babe, you can't do that to people. On the other side, I, it's so important that we spend quality time with the Lord is because leading up to that appointment, the Lord will take you through a season of character building, of preparation for that moment, so you know. And that's why, like, we encourage journaling and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Because in those times, the Lord, months ahead, will start saying uh, silly things like, um, you know, read the word, uh, do something silly, you know. And if you're not smart and you don't jump on that and make, uh, make it a part of what you do every day, if you don't capitalize on that, you won't prepare yourself for that time. 
you know, and that's the thing I see. And I've, I've seen it in myself. Sometimes I fail. The Lord would say, do something silly. Like, you know, I don't know, get up earlier in the morning. And it's like, you know, I've had a hard night. I don't really feel like getting up. You know, I had a bad night, whatever. You know what, Lord, I'm sure you won't mind if I just sleep in another 15 minutes or whatever. But the point was that when we apply ourselves to what he asks us to do, no matter what it is, we prepare ourselves mm. for the season that the Lord needs us to be used in. And then, I love what Colette said, it's then a point of just applying it simply. And if we can just get that characteristic right, we see this is the thing that we, in our training, we really emphasize with prophets is oh, become the right person, the character that can then speak the word. You see, when you don't go through that character training, you are then, uh, you come across very undisciplined. Mm -hmm. And that's where so many prophets fall down because God called me to be a, a prophet. And even though I'm a very unpleasant person in the natural, because I'm speaking for Jesus, just accept it. But you know something? What if you went through a character change where when Jesus spoke, they felt his heart? They didn't see you and your character and your Ooh. abruptness. Ooh, so <laughs> you know, I, I speak it and then I leave it. And then it's up to them to sort it out right. with Jesus. But you know something? He came with love. He came and he spent and he showed love to these people to the point where they were open and received what he had mm. to say. Now, if you're going to be the spokesman for Jesus, one would think that you'd have his actions and his heart for the people. So go through the character change. And that's honestly most of our training is the character change. Okay, you don't, you're afraid to speak in public, but God's calling you to speak in public. So let's overcome that fear. Yes, you're very abrupt when you speak. Hey, let's start bringing in uh, ways and means to take that abruptness out and, and, and start becoming likable. These are natural talents, natural skills that you can learn. But I tell you what, when you learn those and the Holy Spirit comes on and anoints you, it goes to a whole new level. And that's where really the preparation comes in to speak to anybody. And I love what Let said, you know, please, let's not go. And then you get before the guy and thus saith the Lord, he is speaking to you today. And it's like, if, you know, you freak the guy out because I mean, when I was, when I was not saved, just them speaking in tongues, I'm like, oh my right. Lord, I'm in a nut house, you know, kind of thing. But you know something, when I got to know tongues and I got to speak it myself and, you know, prof prophetic words, I kind of got used to it and I realized, oh, okay, this is Jesus speaking. This is this is cool. I can handle this. But, you know, for somebody that doesn't know that and you start doing church on them and profit on them, you're going to freak them out. And they're going to like, they're going to be so freaked out what's happening. They're not going to listen to the word that has been spoken. So reach them in a way that they will accept and open their heart to you and to the Lord. And that's really where it's at. <laughs> that's so good. And as I mentioned earlier, your gift opens the door. God, yes, God takes you to different levels. And, and when you're faithful to him and you're letting him work on your heart and you're seeing people through his eyes, you're seeing them with his love. I mean, he's, he's going and you're faithful in that it will grow, it will expand, but some processes call it the wilderness, call it the dark night of the soul. For some people it's years for other people. You'd mentioned how some people just all of a sudden just they, they might emerge, but without that character formation, without that character building, they might be anointed, but within five or 10 years, they disappear. And we've seen that all too much, but we know that everybody has a different process, you know, and we got to be faithful to what God has called us to do. But Craig and Colette, give us a, 
a short little lesson on people who will be watching or listening on how they can hear God, how they can prophesy, because we want to activate people at the entry level for all of them to know that they can hear God, they can prophesy. So if you have an activation, please, please share that. Equip us, empower us at this moment. You, you pick one, I'll pick one. Well, I mean, I love my doodling, but you, the school boys, pick one. Pick one. Well, for me, the activation, in a sense, is, for me, is journaling. I love journaling because it is a way of recording what the Lord speaks to you personally. And I use this, and we use this all the time in our sermons, um, before we go to ministry, our podcasts, you name it, we use it for anything and everything. And really what journaling is, and yeah, there's so many ideas of what journaling is, you know, from the captain writing down his, you know, what's happening on the ship to, you know, the teenage girl with her diary. And, you know, we have so many ideas, but journaling, how we use it is we go before the Lord and we ask a question or sometimes just, hey, Lord, thanks for an awesome day. Um, and then just quieten our spirits. And as the words start to bubble up, from inside, I actually start to type it out. You know, um, if you're not good at typing, you can actually vocally speak it out. Um, some people find that hard because hearing their own voice, it freaks them out. So, you know, over time, you can learn it. But through that, you actually start to have the Lord speak to you. Um, and it's amazing because you will see, sometimes you'll ask a question and what comes out is like something you would not have thought of answering or saying. And it's like, that's the Lord. There are other times where you speak and it's like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I thought. And it's like, that's your mind. So you start to differentiate between the Lord and your own mind. And by doing that, you start to understand the voice of the Lord, his language, his um, attitude, just the, mm -hmm. the general characteristics of him. Mm -hmm. And through that, um, I've had some awesome times where he will actually give us direction. And this is the thing, too, is he gives a picture. He tells you about the problem. And then you know, actually, if you sit long enough and allow him to speak, because sometimes we're so quick, we just kind of get that and we're like, yeah, and we run off. But no, if you sit long <laughs> enough in his presence, he actually gives you the steps of obedience to walk out in order to make it come to pass, overcome, whatever. Yes. And that's the point. That's, that's why I love journaling, because then you have a record of it. You know, we have some awesome apps on, uh, on, the, on, on your devices that you can actually record them with key, you know, hashtags and the whole lot. And later on, it's amazing because I will be going through sometimes the same problem. And the Lord's like, go back to this date or look up this hashtag and see what I said. And it's like, oh, yes, Lord, you already told me what to do and I didn't follow those steps. And it's like, yes, well, why don't you go and follow those steps? Why are you asking me the same question? You know, or, or like what is amazing is I will be going through something and the Lord will bring me back and say, but look at this. You were, you were over here, you had this problem. But guess what? You don't have it anymore because we've gone through it. You've gone through that season. And I love journeying for that very reason because it then gives you the boldness for prophecy. You know? Yes, exactly. It, it is. And I'm not going to take much well, more because she needs no, to No, no, no. I, I just love it. You know, I want to take the mystery yeah. out of prophecy. Yeah. You know, everybody's waiting for the spirit, this, this mm -hmm. power to come on them. And boom, they're going to get the word. And uh, what we do with all our students is we actually train them to practice on themselves in yeah. private. Get used to the sound of your own voice, you guys. Mm -hmm. Prophecy isn't just 
for everybody else. God wants to talk to you. And until you are familiar with his voice in your own life, mm -hmm. then you don't qualify actually to deliver that voice on behalf of others. Mm -hmm. But I see prophets very unbalanced in this. They wait for the spirit of God to come on them. And of course, God's people are hungry. So they have faith for the word that you have. Yep. So of course, it literally pulls it out. I mean, I know, I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. You walk into a room with people that are hungry. You could prophesy over every single person in that room, right? Yep. Right. But if you want to become refined, I mean, to have your ear so tuned, you need to practice in the quiet where there are no other voices, where there's nobody pulling on you. It's you and it's Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I want to just add this, guys, it's okay to mess up. Yes. Start writing what you believe the voice of God is. Mm -hmm. Is it the voice of God? Maybe, maybe not. But does it really matter? It's just you. Yeah. It, you're not ruining somebody's life. Yeah. You're not destroying a church. Mm -hmm. It's you. Mm -hmm. It's just you and Jesus. And it does two things. Like Craig said, it, prepare, it prepares you and increases your ability to prophesy. But it also establishes a connection with Jesus, which means that you mm -hmm. are tapped into the power mm -hmm. at all times. When mm -hmm. you have this face-to-face -face relationship with Jesus, where he literally can speak to you face to face like he did with Moses, then prophecy is an organic expression. Yes. No matter where you go, no matter where you find yourself, that is that voice will continue to flow out out of you. But if it's not flowing in the quiet, then when you step out there to prophesy, it's really all dependent on everybody yes. else's faith. And it's not dependent on your relationship with Jesus. And we need to find some balance there. Mm. And I just want to end off what I love about this too, is if you have a mentor or a spiritual parent or somebody that you consider spiritually mature and you feel confident enough to share with those people, you know, they can read those journals for you and they can help you identify what is your voice, what is the Lord. You know, this is the thing with our, with our school, we have uh, each uh, prophetic school student has a mentor that helps them through. And so, yeah, the, the, the student will send the journal to the to the uh, mentor and they'll say hey listen is you know is this god just yeah what is it is this lord is it not and they can literally say okay this paragraph is the lord that's that's the key thought but this is your mind you, you're throwing in things from your mind but then you know what your mind picked up and there's the lord again and through that they start to identify that 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 switch and i know it's, sometimes it's hard if you're by yourself but this is the cool thing it's like you get that you have that place to to work through it you know Awesome. Thank you so very much. You guys have been equipping people for years. You've got seminars. What is the best way for people to get more information about you? Oh, just they can go to our website, yeah. coachministries.com. Coach with the T. Nobody ever knows how to spell yeah. our name. No. So Craig just says coach with the T. Yeah, T-O-A-C-H, coachministries.com. Get on the mailing list. Yeah. Shoot us an email. There's always somebody yeah. on the other side. Give us a call. Yeah. Yeah, Our team is on the other side of the line. There's always someone there for yeah, you. We'll, we'll, we'll likely write to you, but if we're bogged down or busy, we'll have our team help you out there. Awesome. Well, thank you so very much. Uh, I feel impressed before I close this. Would you pray impartation over us right now, over me, over anybody who will be listening to this? Yes. I unlock the store that I see before me in the name of Jesus. The store to the heart of your people, Father. For indeed, I've come to express myself to you in a way that you've never experienced me, says the Lord. For you know the mighty rushing wind, and you've experienced the earthquakes, and you've gone through the fire. 
And my child, I know that you've paid a price for me. You've been humbled before me. You've been stripped before me. But that is not why I come to you today. I do not come to you, my children, to take from you. I come to you to add to you. I come to you to impart my heart to you. But when my heart beats in your chest and you have my mind and you feel what I do for my people, you will reach out your hand and you will heal the nations. You will reach out your hand and you will pick up those that have been broken and torn apart by the enemy and you will put them back together. You will reach into marriages and you will cause them to be mended and broken families, you will cause them to be restored and you will heal the orphan and you will restore the widow, says the child, with this one gift. Mm. My heart mm. that I impart to you, that yes. you might feel yes. what I feel for mm. my people, that you might weep yes. as I weep for my people, and you mm. will indeed heal them mm. with your tears. So, my child, do not despise your brokenness, yes. do not despise your emptiness, mm. because that's what I desire to fill out and pour out to be the healing in this very, very dry land that surrounds you. That's right. In the spirit, I see that there's this bob wiring, bob wire fence that is preventing so many from getting to their promised land. And they look at it and they say, oh, God doesn't want me to be there. No, it's not, Lord. The enemy put that up. God gave you a promised land and he wants you to take it. And so, Lord, I just speak right now in the spirit and I call that bob wire to be removed. Satan, this ploy that you've used to think to make God's people think that they do not deserve this land is a lie from the pit of hell and it stops today. Father, I just decree and I thank you that these people will now see this life for what it is and they will start entering into the blessing and to this promised land that you've called. Father, you went through so much to prepare them. You went through so much to prepare the land that, Father, it's time that they come and enter into this blessing. So whatever this promised land is in the name of Jesus, I just call it forth in your life. I call forth the hindrances to be removed. And I thank you, Father, that, that as they move in, you will take them by the hand. You will lead them. You will teach them. You will show them every aspect that they need to become the character, the person who can take the land and use the land as you have called them to in every aspect of it. And I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you that you will have that done and it will not return void because that is your will and because you love your people so much. And I thank you for it, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you so very much. I want to encourage everybody to check out toachministries.com, but also subscribe to their podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network, Next Gen Profits. It is going <laughs> amazingly. I've, I've been watching your posts on, on Facebook so awesome that you're equipping people. You're part of the Charisma Podcast family. And guys, also, if you're watching, listening into this, subscribe, rate, review, Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky, available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Charisma Podcast Network, Stitcher, everywhere, even on YouTube. And be blessed in Jesus' name. Guys, this is so exciting, so fun. We just went for it. We just decided to go live and we'll see what God does with it. But <laughs> thank you guys for watching, for listening in. I bless all of you in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation and Adventures in the Spirit. We hope that Adventures in the Spirit encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. Subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit.
From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.